Sam. Oh, hey, Beth. It's nice to see your face. I know, right? It's so weird to look at you and talk. We're like <laughs> sitting on a couch holding mics up to our faces. This is weird. Staring at each other. Yes. Making eyes. <laughs> You're such a creep. <laughs> All the eyes. Guys. And I'm moving my mouth weird too because apparently I can't move my eyes weird without <laughs> moving my mouth weird. <laughs> This is not a face for TV, not a face for TV. Uh, but it was a face for talking in front of a bunch of people today. It was. Ew. And I think that's why we were acting so freaking weird, because I feel like I'm running on a combination of adrenaline and exhaustion and slap happiness. Yes. And shit's just weird. Like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Yeah, it does. It feels a little twilight zony. Yes, it's a lot for two introverts to take in. Yeah. In fact, we were just sitting here and talking about how we felt a tad guilty for not going and hanging out with everyone afterwards and drinking. Because there's a bunch of people from Coop Camp living the life right now, (laughs) uh, drinking it up. And we both looked at each other and we're like, we can't. (laughs) we can't anymore (laughs) I told my husband because I talked to him before I came over here and I was like I was not going to be the one that bitched out so when Bev said in the elevator I just can't I I was like I wanted to cry because I was so happy that she also could not and that she was brave enough to say it first I think she could see it in my eyes and she just took mercy upon my soul because one I'm an old lady and I can't hang anymore yeah. I mean, I'm not really old, but like we got up super early and it's been nonstop go, go, go. So I'm glad that we're taking it easy on ourselves. Yeah, me too. I'm proud of us. We are uh, not falling into the FOMO trap. That's right. And I actually did see one of our new listener friends. Her name is Sarah. She was pre gaming. <laughs> The little outing. And I'm like, she is a champion. Maybe like, you know, if maybe it's because I don't have kids. I don't know. Maybe if you're in in you do. Yeah. So maybe this doesn't apply. Because I was going to say, maybe if you're like trapped all the time with kids, you're just like letting it loose and balls to the walls. But you're sitting on this couch with me. So maybe it isn't like that. So I used to do that. um, And I wish I could articulate properly what changed. But in the last three to six months or so, I haven't felt like I had to do that every time I got away from my kids. But I used to. Like, yeah, I used to totally, like, as soon as I got a parent vacation or, like, a self vacation, I just overdid it. Yeah. And maybe it's just that the pain of overdoing it. (laughs) It's caught up with you. (laughs) I just, it's not even worth it to me anymore. No. Yeah. But I mean, we still are drinking. We are. That's true. So you should tell the world what you're drinking because you are drinking my new favorite beer. I am drinking your new favorite beer. And, you know, I think it might be one of my new favorite beers also. It can be our favorite beer. Our favorite (laughs) beer. (laughs) That's Sam's really excited noise. I've been making it a lot this weekend. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So this is a... uh, Beer by <laughs> yes, this is a bear. Is this a beer? And it's second shift brewing, 
and Central State Brewing. It's a collaboration and it's called I Learned It From Watching You. Yes. And I'm going to read a description of the beer for you. It is a farmhouse ale with jasmine, elderflower, and chamomile. And when Sam and I both busted this open on Friday night, we looked at each other and we're like, it tastes like I'm drinking grandma's house. It does, which that sounds weird, but maybe some of you will understand that once Bev describes, you know. Yeah, and I I, want to say it's probably because of the farmhouse ale and the floral notes. Mm -hmm. So it has that smell of old and flower together old person perfume (laughs) I don't know I mean (laughs) musty curtains and I'm not saying that it smells like grandma's house in a bad way it's very nostalgic yes it's a very pleasant grandma's house feeling it like brings up memories of like walking into an old creaky house Mm. to vacation with your grandmother Yes, and because it has chamomile in it, too, I feel like I'm drinking tea and therefore being very healthy. Yeah, it is very healthy. And we picked this beer out at a bottle shop that's across the street from our hotel because we're currently outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And we picked it out because the can has a black cat on it standing in front of like a paisley background so we'll be sure and snap a picture of this can and have it on the instagram for you and i was drawn to that can when bev pointed it out because that cat is sticking its tongue out and she looks an awful like my cat bianca and i named bianca bianca not just because of shakespeare in that play but because my drunk alter ego's name in college was bianca and I felt like that cat just embodied her, embodied <laughs> that part of my life. And she's truly a savage. So it matches up quite nicely. And now I have a beer that embodies her and my grandma farmhouse lifestyle <laughs> because clearly I can't hang anymore. So I, I just feel really connected to that beer. So I'm glad that we we bought that one. Yeah. Uh, before we leave, we're going to have to go pick up a couple of extra yes. ones for both of us because it's definitely like a new everyday drinker and I love that it's a big can it's not a 12 ounce beer it's a 16 ounce beer breweries have been doing these lately like doing like pint cans Mm -hmm. and that is just like totally my jam because I like to drink a pint when I have one so this is perfect for a good long podcast because usually when I drink a 12 ounce beer that is around four or five percent I finish it when we're like three quarters of the way through it so yes (laughs) yeah so I also have a big ass beer today, a 16 ouncer, but I'm already halfway through it. Are you? <laughs> well, I was thirsty. The mini fridge is right there. So, so we, you can put that mic down and go walk. That is another true. One. That is true. The joys. So right now, anyways, I'm drinking a beer from Platform Beer Company. And it is from the Kettle Sour series. It is called Blockbuster Night. And it's a Berliner. Berliner? Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss style ale with taste, taste, Jesus, (laughs) with notes of peach, vanilla, and tart. And it's delicious. It's an easy drinker. Gosh, I love sours so much. Oh, I do too. Well, and I just made an observation. Uh, We swapped beers 
for the recording. <gasps> oh, that's funny. That we drank while we emceed chicken poop, poop bingo. bingo. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun when we say things. We've been saying things. We've been finishing each other's sentences and saying things at the same time. I don't know if you've noticed that. I have. We share a brain. Yeah. I think we do. Well, we realize that when we're in person, we really play off of each other well. Uh, Yes. And we do have that same chemistry over the internet, but it's different because we can't see each other's faces. Right. I think one of the uh, things that we learned this week while we're here is that if we have any room to improve the podcast, it one area could be trying to figure out how we can see each other while we record. Without bogging down our internet. Without bogging down Which our internet. Which is going to be tricky. Yeah. We might have to just test it and see yeah. what happens. Yeah, exactly. It'll be one of those things we just have to go for and do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, welcome to We Drink and We Yes! Find we are like eight nine minutes into this conversation that's okay it's that's a special right. episode this is the coop camp edition because as we record this we are two-thirds the way done with coop camp yeah we yeah. are it's For saturday night this yeah and then we've decided that we'll we'll talk about the last day probably tomorrow yeah and um, then that we'll we'll tidy it up into one episode for you to listen to so we know we just started a series so th- we'll get back to that Yes, we will. We promise. We just had this special thing going on and we we weren't sure how we were going to document it and share yeah. it. And this felt like the most organic and appropriate way to do it. Right. Especially since we we made new friends at Coop Camp. Yeah. And new people know about us. So we wanted to to deliver something to them, too, that felt special and acknowledge our appreciation to them accepting us into the Coop Camp family. Yeah. And and just being so kind. I agree. Everybody's been super kind to us. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember her name, but one girl did call me a bitch. But it was in a totally playful, lovingly way, and it made me love her immediately. I was going to say, she called you a bitch in love. Yes. So. Yes. Exactly. But we'll, we'll explain that a little more later. We will. But like Bev said, this is We Drink and We Farm Things. And that's Sam over there. And that's Bev over there, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll just have to pardon us if we're a little scattered. Our brains are fried. Uh, and in case you're new here, which you might be, uh, this is a farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for your ears. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. Amen. We wanted to create a community for farmers, whether you have a hobby-sized farm or a huge farm, to come listen and feel like you're not so alone in this farm thing. We keep it real with you and find humor in the mistakes we make, new knowledge we gain, and sometimes we go off on tangents that are non-farming related. Yes, and speaking of those tangents, we cut a lot of those and put them up on our Patreon. So make sure you go to patreon.com slash farm. And if you are a Patreon supporter at the $2 level or above, you'll be able to access all kinds of fun stuff like outtakes, an exclusive interview with Bev and her husband. Although <laughs> I think that's right. free to everybody, right? That one's free to okay. everyone. Um, but we did like a funny little test recording ahead of time. And that's yeah. just for the Patreons because I had to give the Patreon something special. So if you want to check that out, even for just a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. $2. Get access to her free shit. Yeah. 
And uh, <laughs> speaking of the Patreon, our drinks this episode are sponsored by Natalie Quist. Yay! Who we just met in person for the first time. Woo-hoo! I don't know why I did the Oprah voice. I mean, it felt appropriate. You're getting free beer and you're getting free beer. Gosh, I hope we can be the Oprah's of free alcohol one day. Maybe next year at Coop Camp. That would Mm. be an amazing, amazing feeling. We will have to pitch that idea to Brad next year. Yeah. Dreams. Dreams right there. They do come true. It only felt appropriate for her to be the drink sponsor since Mm -hmm. she's here and we met her. Yes. Yes. And she is lovely. Absolutely. And her Instagram handle is at cloudloverfiber. So if you have not met Natalie yet, we highly recommend you do it. She's an amazing human being. Yes. Yes. And she's an active member of our Facebook group as well. So if you prefer Facebook, you can go and search for We Drink and We Farm Things and go enter our group and get to know her there as well. Yeah, that's right. Very active. One of our favorite people. With the weather getting warmer, the stink and the creepy crawlies are coming out of their hiding places. That's why we use First Saturday Lime in all of our animal enclosures and in the gardens. First Saturday Lime is the strongest and safest pesticide alternative on the market. It will not burn you or your animals, yet it is strong enough to repel insects and dry up their eggs and larvae. First Saturday Lime can also be used to freshen up your coops and barns. It soaks up the stink and helps extend the time between cleanup. So go to firstsaturdaylime.com and use code DRINK at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. So we're going to dive right into what we're going to talk about, which is Coop Camp. Obviously, if you (laughs) haven't picked up on that yet, you might need to clean your ears out. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. So, you know, I think first we wanted to start talking about too, like, the anxiety leading up to this situation because it's like two introverts that rarely leave their farms unless they absolutely have to it's kind of hard to like mentally transition not even to just I don't know it feels like performing in front of people um but also like preparing the homestead to just leave (laughs) for a couple days even though like our husband stayed behind and they're taking care of stuff yeah you know we're still helicopter chicken goat donk mom people (laughs) too so like for example one of the things i was delighted to find out was that bev was just as ridiculous with with her chores as i was right before we left for example i thought that was the time to like truly really clean out the waterers for my animals and make sure there was not even the slightest film on their waterers because i was just gonna feel like the worst cat goat everything mom if their waterers were not pristine before I left yeah (laughs) and that is the guilt of leaving (laughs) right I mean I decided that uh right before we left for coop camp was a great time to try to brush out all of Herc's coat because he's been holding on to all of his uh fur or is that what it's called? Like Hair. his winter coat, his winter jacket. Yeah, his <laughs> his bougie cashmere winter jacket. No, I don't know if donkeys is cashmere. Like we the might have to is, do a corrections corner next week, but that's okay. That's okay. Maybe we'll look into what that's made out of for sure. <laughs> and I also got him wormed. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, and I also sent my husband to Tractor Supply to go buy a 50-pound salt and mineral block mm. because they didn't have one in there yet. And I thought, yeah, they need one of those. And if they don't have one before I leave for coot camp, they're not going to survive my absence. <laughs> And then I believe you tried to haul it out there yourself, didn't you? I did. The car was packed. You were already on the road. The car was running. Everything's in it. I'm going to get into the driver's side. And I look at the truck and I'm like, oh, I should go put that salt block out. <laughs> so I pull the tailgate down. I hug the salt block and go to pick it up. And I was like, nope. <laughs> and dropped it back on. Picked up my phone, sent my husband a text and was like, will you please put the salt block out for me when you get done with work I tried to do it before I left and I couldn't pick it up and oh carry God. it out there because you know, it's 50 pounds and it's like squatty and like awkward yes and they're not easy to move no they're really not and we you know like bought a dish and stuff so there's multiple things that needed to go out there and and know. the last thing I think we would have needed is for you to injure your back by doing that right before you left and then sitting in the car for three and a half hours <laughs> people would think you were like geriatric or something if you had injured your back. I mean, that's just my self-sabotage right there. Yes. <laughs> it <Yes>. totally is. <laughs> yeah. So we totally got a <laughs> kick out of that. Like too many farm things right before we leave. Yeah. I mean, we could have just gone with par for the course yeah. right before we left. But no, that wasn't good enough. No, we overachieve. Um, yeah. When we're feeling under pressure. Yes. Just like kind of even leading up a few days to that. We spent quite a bit of time, and you might have seen in our stories, um, putting together our Coop Camp presentation. Yes. And that is a lot of hard work. We had an idea of where we wanted to go with it, but in true introverted procrastination fashion, you know, we had we had like an outline, and then we both went into kind of panic mode of, holy shit, how are we going to do this? What do you want to say? Don't say too much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't be too wordy. Don't say, um, uh, uh, uh. And then our brains, even though we're very similar, work very differently. Yes, they do. They totally work differently, yes. which is really interesting. But I think that might be one of the reasons why our partnership works so well. Because we aren't, like, we don't do things the exact same way. Like, we really do fill in each other's gaps. <laughs> that sounds dirty. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yes, exactly, exactly. So, like, we had the outline. And then the way that Bev's brain worked was to write it out almost like we write out our commercials for the show. Mm -hmm. And it looked like a script. And she said to me, we do not have to memorize this. But when I saw it, my brain went, you have to memorize this because it looked like a script. And with my theater brain, I was like, fudge, I have to memorize this, even though she told me not to. So then I, I acknowledged my own neuroses and my own anxiety and trying to get things done on the farm. Even like I, I, we had a loss in my family that kind of hit me like after the funeral. So I took a bereavement day and then my PTO started. So I actually had like an extra day to like do whatever I needed to do to kind of get that grief out of my system and to feel a little bit more normal and to do things that I liked. And that was, you know, stress cleaning my chicken coop, my duck house and the goose pen. 
in like record time <laughs> while my husband was at work. He's like, you should take days off more often. <laughs> and so my brain was just in this mode. But I, when I acknowledged it, I told Bev, I think I had to say it like three or four times. I was like, yep, we need to do this in person. Yeah. We need to do this in person because I'm not going to effectively communicate right now because I'm stressed and I didn't want to say something that was going to come off wrong. Yep. And I just knew that it would like, I, I think I told you too. I think we're both going to feel a lot better when we're just there and we're in person and we can just drink some beer and figure this out. Yep. And that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. Yeah. And it worked out really well. Yes. I'm wondering if part of our pre leaving farm neuroses though, was just procrastination yes. from not having our talk done. Yeah. Because like, I don't remember the last time I had to put together a presentation and deliver it. Like that's not something I do in my normal everyday. Right. right. Yeah. I don't usually have to like pitch things. <laughs> yeah. And, and with my job, I put them together in different ways. Like I use PowerPoint and I love PowerPoint and I love putting them together. Um, but at work, I know the material so well that I don't have to outline it out. Yeah. And when you have to tag team something, you have to outline it out so you can work together as a team. So that's, there's that component that I'm not used to. Yep. And like, I have no problem like leading meetings at work and, but it's different when you have to share that responsibility and play off each other too, <laughs> Yeah, which we do so well. So that's where I was like, I just need to wait until we're in person, which felt very stressful too, because it's like, what if we sit down and we just decide this idea is shit? And the title is already like of this presentation is already in print and it's been sent out in emails and in schedules and programs. And like, so I knew we had to make it work. Yeah. So I was like overstressing it because we clearly <laughs> like you guys, uh, we killed it today. I, I really do think that we killed it, but part of what made the presentation go so well was also because we got to have a warm up night. Yes. Uh, when we first got here. So today's Saturday, which is when we delivered our presentation. It was just maybe like five or six hours ago when we did it. So mm -hmm. it hasn't been that long. No. But on Friday night, uh, that was registration night. We emceed Chicken Poop Bingo. And it was all totally improv, yep. off the cuff, <laughs> an audience that we had no relationship with, no. didn't know anyone Except we had shaken hands with Natalie and we knew Tina from Henny and Rue. And I tackled Haley in the parking lot from yes. uh, Grubbly Farms because I've been obsessed with her for like two years, over two years now. And I finally got to meet her. Yeah. And that was just surreal. So it just felt like, oh, in general, very surreal to be seeing Tina from Henny and Rue again, meeting Natalie, seeing Haley, being around Brad, being around like his staff of people yeah. that are just like freakishly amazing. His team and is incredible. Guys, there were baby goats. Oh, there were through we walked into that hall and there was the this little cry of man. <laughs> and I like almost lost my mind because I immediately felt more comfortable knowing there were animals in the building. <laughs> we both just like totally lost it with the baby goats and I looked at Sam and I'm like we're acting like we've never seen baby goats before. <laughs> I literally have five in my barn at home, but they're mine. Yeah. Other people with baby goats are so much easier to deal with because I don't have to necessarily clean up with them. That's true. I'm not responsible for feeding them. Yeah. I just get to look at them 
and take pictures and try to pet them. <laughs> Which is the best. Yes. So, and, and then there's these chickens in this chicken poop bingo pen. So it all felt very surreal. And Brad sprung it on us on Friday asking if we wanted to MC. And Bev was just like, yep, we're doing it. <laughs> and it, I think that was great because like you said, it, it was all improv. So technically Friday night was more difficult for us than today was. Yeah. Because we had no idea. Like we had the idea of singing happy birthday to Brad. We did. But his lovely staff did that before bingo started. So I was like, we can't do that again. <laughs> Shit. What are we going to talk about? Cause like chicken and poop bingo lasts a while. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And we realized that we didn't actually know the full rules no, to chicken poop bingo. So we were like emceeing this thing that we didn't know the rules to. And the chickens didn't have names. So we were like making the names up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And at one point, uh, oh, Spike. Yes. So Spike is a rooster that um, is hangs out with Twain. Yep. And Twain from Neutrina is a rep for Neutrina and he's hilarious and we really hope we can put him on the podcast someday because we think you guys would thoroughly enjoy him. Yes. Um and Spike was a special guest and Twain said that Spike likes to be serenaded and when you sing to him <laughs> he will poo. So I was about 3 quarters through my beer and decided to bust out some Bohemian Rhapsody in front of people it was pretty epic but unfortunately I froze and <laughs> couldn't remember the words so I totally left Sam out there on her own somebody for that. somebody in the audience though someone in the audience picked up where I slacked <laughs> and I was like oh my god but then they stopped after one and it kind of killed my vibe but it it was they responded and that was very kind of them <laughs> yeah and we actually had people come up to us afterwards and tell us that we were funny and that, that was weird they but I didn't liked know it. we did stand up <laughs> yeah we're like we don't this is brand new to us and we kind of like it <laughs> yeah it, it was really fun it, yeah it was neat to be spontaneous and we do we both just like I don't know how to describe it I'm uh, snapping my fingers but one we person on. would say something and the other person would respond or take it further or yeah. yeah. And it was in, in, an interesting obstacle too, was that <laughs> the sound system was not cooperating with the wireless mic. No, it wasn't. And I think we were very loud at one point and then my mic just completely stopped working, even though it said it was still on. Yeah. So then we were sharing mics for a while and, but you know what? We, we persevered. We made it through. Um, everybody was super kind and gracious to us and yep. we did get some laughs. Um, but yeah, so I think that was a great warm up. It really was. We were exhausted though. We oh, got back to the hotel yes. last night. And that was a short day. <laughs> did you know that you can easily discover new products for your flock each month without having to leave your house or even thinking about it? It's true. You have to check out Henny and Rue. Henny and Rue's monthly subscription box includes products that may not be available to you at your local feed store. The box has a variety of items ranging from things to add to your first aid kit, treats for your hens and roos, and there's always something for the chicken keeper. Go to hennyandrue.com and use code DRINKANDFARM at checkout to get 15% off your first subscription box. Today was a very long day because we, well, we got up at 
well, I think we were both up around 6. Yep. And then we left the hotel at like 7.15 to be the basic bitches that we are. And we got our Starbucks. And then mm-hmm. we went to baby goat yoga, which was a lot of fun. So we got to coop camp a little bit before 8. And then we left around 8. So we were there 12 hours. Yeah. Um, And at something like that, when you're an introvert, you ha- you feel like you're on the whole time. The only time I felt off was when I was going to the bathroom. And maybe that's why I felt like I had to pee so much today. I did pee a lot today. I'm yeah. probably a little dehydrated, so I'm going to drink some water after I'm done with my beer. But I felt like I went and hid a few, just a handful yeah. of times. So I'm like, like I, I just need a little that. quiet. No one can talk to me in here. Yeah. And, and it was also just a very full day because yes. there were a lot of really great talks amazing speakers and a lot of content yes a lot of new content and it gave us some ideas of things to talk about on the podcast but there was so much content that our brains are very full and we learned so many things that we were in unintentionally doing incorrectly and I don't want to spoil everything because I'm gonna steal some of their ideas I think for future episodes and we want to have some of these people on Um, to interview them because they're just so fantastic. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is we're just going to, I guess we'll just list the talks. Sure. And maybe just say one thing that was our favorite from their talk. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So the very first uh, talk was... Twain Lockhart from Neutrina and he talked about like the history of the chicken and why the chicken (laughs) is really a big deal and you know because he said uh, Americans say that like it's just a chicken it's just a chicken but chickens like as we all know because we're all crazy chicken ladies they're just they're so much more than chickens yes yeah they are that was really interesting um and I appreciated his humor. And I also liked, I think my favorite thing about that presentation was just his format because it was more interactive. And that was a great way to start the day to get people warmed up. It really was. Um, especially if they couldn't join Baby Goat Yoga um, to kind of get their morning started. It was very interactive. He gave things away to people that were answering questions. And I just appreciated that from him to start the day off. So I think I'm cheating. I'm not saying it like anything he said was my favorite. <laughs> I liked his delivery. Well, so I'm going to say one fact that he shared that I thought was super fascinating that I just I don't see any way that it's going to come up in a podcast episode or in an interview. So he claims that Abe Lincoln was called Honest Abe because if you wanted a cockfight refereed fairly, he was your man. What? I missed that. I must have been you, hiding in the bathroom. Yeah, you must have been <laughs> hiding in the bathroom during that. And he, what he reminded everyone was that, yes, we all know now like how barbaric cockfighting is. Yes. But Abe Lincoln was a man of his time. Yes. So don't judge him on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was he well what he likened it to is that during that time it would have been like liking baseball yeah but of course like you know my brain right away was like well baseball doesn't use live crocodiles to hit the ball so no it's like different because it doesn't have live animals but I understood the point he was trying to make so my brain stopped it 
I laughed at it and appreciated <laughs> it for what it was. Yes. Um, so like I by no means think cockfighting is funny or okay, but I found that fact just a little interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was a good one. I'm sad I was peeing when that happened. Yeah, I am too. So the next talk was from Tony, who is the big deal over at Hoover's Hatchery, um, which you may or may not have heard before. It's a hatchery based in Iowa. And one of the favorite things that he talked about that I liked was that his mother is still very much involved. And some of the customers will call and ask to speak to her. And she's just so helpful and kind to her customers and that that is something that they carry through with their business model is being small town people that are down to earth that want to help other people that enjoy chickens. So I thought that was my favorite takeaway from that. Yeah, I like that. It was very, very much uh, enjoyable. It was heartwarming. Yeah, it was, especially because I know there are a lot of really great up-and-coming backyard breeders out there that care a lot about the genetics of the birds. And mm-hmm. he really brought a human face to a hatchery that does uh, breed and send out a lot of chicks. Yeah, And it reminded you that even... A hatchery like his who seems to be pretty big and successful they still have human beings and families that own them and run them so we can't necessarily like fault them or say that they're too big just because they're successful so we can't support them I mean I know I feel like I'm going off on like a little bit of a tangent here but like while I was watching it it was just a good reminder that like while I love shopping small and shopping local He's also small and local, or he comes from a small place, and his right. business is a local business that employs people in right. his tiny town. So Big does not mean bad. Big does not mean bad. And I think that it's something that can be easy to – That's an, a bit, it's an easy mistake to make. It's an easy trap to fall into, especially if, you know – you fall into those traps easily. I, I mean, or it's an easy generalization to make kind of like in the last episode when I said, if you're going to just say the, start saying the phrase farmers should just, you should just shut up. <laughs> it's kind of like the same thing where it's easy to make that snap judgment over something. It's same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. But yeah. That's a really good point. Um, that you took that takeaway is really strong. I think. Okay, good. And not I'm something that I think thought so. about. It wasn't okay. Not in that way. I mean, I think it's just because I do find myself saying a lot like shop local, shop small. But uh, I realize we all have dreams and aspirations of being bigger someday. Yeah. Even we do for our podcast. Yeah. And I like if by some chance we ever did get big and say had, you know, like tens of thousands of listeners or hundreds of thousands of listeners, I want people to remember that we're still just Uh Sam and Bev and we're regular people. Like, yes, we came from a place. We came out of our mothers. (laughs) (laughs) And there is your title for this podcast. (laughs) My mom will want to listen to this one. I'm sure Uh, that she will. She does listen though. Uh, so the next uh, talk from Saturday was from Darren Karcher from Purdue University. And he talked a lot about like flock management and what MPIP certification was and biosecurity. And he taught us 
so many things. He actually had another talk immediately after this one, too. Yeah, so he had two talks in a row. He was, like, the most human robot I've ever seen because he said that he was, like, losing his voice, too, I think. Oh, did he? At the beginning, he said they were having a summer cold going around, and he talked for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> like, That's the right. champion that he is, and he is so knowledgeable. Um, But what was your favorite part? From the first one of his talks. So honestly, all of my notes, I put them all together like they were one talk. So I don't know what he we said combine, during the first one or the, the second two. one. Let's combine the two because, well, the second one was about egg management. Okay. That was refrigeration. My, that was going to be my takeaway. we have been doing all wrong, but I don't want to spoil it because if we can get him to come on and talk about it. Yes. I think that would be super valuable. You're, you're more than likely not doing something completely wrong right now to the point of making your eggs inedible. But there was some interesting takeaways that I liked from that talk that I had no clue yeah and I had no clue also and and I'm gonna just like put this out here if we told you this thing that he taught us during his talk you would say shut up I don't believe you and it would it will break your brain yes and it made me feel like a little discouraged in a way (laughs) well it just um it it reminded me that you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And it's super easy to pick up on perpetuated information from the internet that is not accurate. Absolutely. So I do have something that we can share from that talk. though. Okay. He taught us that we should not be reusing egg cartons. Yes, that is a good one. But I'm going to anyways, because I love the earth and I just can't help oh, it. See, now I, but you know what? I'm like, maybe this is the excuse I needed to get plain cartons and buy a stamp oh yeah Beaver vineyards has the square yeah with her square stamp and i have egg carton envy over that absolutely well you actually sell your eggs though see i don't yeah. i only yeah. give them to friends family and neighbors they're the ones that give me their reused cartons yes and the reason why i feel okay reusing them is because those cartons only had store bought eggs in them before uh, they had my eggs but you can have a salmonella outbreak from store-bought eggs you can it's not likely it, especially on the outside of the shell right like usually the salmonella outbreak from grocery store eggs is because of what's inside the shell because they're washed so meticulously on the yeah. outside before they're sold unless one like breaks or seeps just the tiniest i bit. mean and that's a small possibility yeah, but it hit my paranoia nerve hard but the reason why i'm still not going to necessarily change my ways is because uh tony from hoover hatchery shared some interesting stats about salmonella and i didn't write down like the exact numbers but he said that there were only 400 some odd cases of salmonella that was caused by backyard poultry in 2018 which is down from like a thousand but he in 2017, also, he also so, acknowledged that he's probably had salmonella a bunch and just thought it was a stomach flu. I mean, yeah. I, I'm pretty I, sure this probably happened to me, too. It's It will probably happen to a lot of yes. chicken keepers without realizing it. But I also, I don't sell my eggs. Like I said, I'm not necessarily yeah. worried about yeah, being Yeah, and sued. I sell mine. But for people who sell <sighs> their eggs, that was extremely valuable information. Because, like, we want to save the planet and we want to reuse things and we don't want to throw things away if we don't have to. But this was a good reminder that, like, 
your eggs from your backyard chickens are kind of disgusting on the outside. And when you put them in that carton and reuse it over again, right. The like possibility of spreading that bacteria over and over again to eggs that might not be contaminated are pretty high. And do you love the earth or do you not want to get sued? I, I definitely don't want to get sued. I can't get sued. So no. sorry, Mother Earth. I'll recycle what I can. Well, and maybe one thing. Because you can buy cartons that are probably made of recyclable items that you yeah. can also recycle or that might biodegrade. So it's like that's an option that I want to look into for the eggs that I sell for anything that I'm just going to keep for myself. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, and you can always, uh, those egg cartons that people give you, like out of the kindness of their heart, to use for your eggs, you can use those to start your garden and stuff. Yeah. Like you can fill them with soil and put seeds and seedlings and stuff in them so they'll still break down. You can put them in your compost yeah. pile. It's just those styrofoam ones basically have no use again I, if you're not going to put eggs in them again. But here's the thing. Yeah. I have. Bags upon bags upon bags of egg cartons that people just give me because they're so damn thoughtful. I know. And they just sit there. Yep. So now I can tell people, actually, we will no longer be using secondhand cartons for this reason. Yeah. And I feel like a burden is lifted off my shoulders. (laughs) So thank you, Mr. Purdue man. Yes. When they said Purdue was going to be there, I thought they meant like meat chicken oh (laughs) but I'm equally impressed by Purdue University yes I am too yeah his research is fascinating it was a great talk yes Um, both of them yeah Mm -hmm. um so the next talk was Michelle from a coven of cackling hens and she came all the way to Coop Camp from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, my gosh. That's so far. I know. And her talk was all about your grief and feelings of loss when a flock member dies. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good talk. I walked up to yeah. her afterwards and told her thank you for Aww. the talk and that I really, truly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was the first talk that we had that hit us in the feels. I felt like the afternoon was about the feels. Yeah, they did a good job organizing it. Yes, because they probably were like their information overload, their brains are done. Let's hit them in the feels and make them cry. And I almost did tear up because I think my main takeaway from that was seeing she mentioned that they were losing a hen as she was up there. Yeah. And she's all the way far away from home, which is like a chicken keeper's nightmare is for, you know, or just a farm person's nightmare is to have an animal die when you're out of town. It's not fun. No. Um, And I imagine whoever's watching the animals feels equally terrible too. Yeah. Um, So I appreciated that she still got up there. She pulled it together. You could tell she was a little emotional, but it was something that she clearly applies to her own life. Um, and I thought it was really beautiful for her to share all that with us. And, um, yeah, because, because, and, and it tied in really nicely to what we do, mm-hmm. um, because it's so easy for outsiders to be like, it's just a chicken. Like, you know, we said about Twain's talk yeah, and, uh, and with us, we never want it to be, it's just a chicken, um, because we know it's hard and that outsiders aren't going to get it <laughs> yeah so I liked that we were talking about something that in a way um allows us to grieve properly without being judged or feeling weird about grieving yeah 
exactly. So I truly appreciated that about her. Yeah, I did too. And then the last talk of the day before ours was from Home to Roost. And uh, her name was Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah. I like Jennifer. I did too. She had so much knowledge. It was incredible. I just... It, my brain hurts so bad. And she said, too. So this talk is normally two hours. And she had 45 minutes, guys. And she got through <laughs> the whole presentation. She did. Sam and I both looked at each other and we were like, oh, my God. Our, our, as it is, our brains can almost not take any more knowledge in. Yes. And we were gearing up for our talk because we were right after her. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. There's so much to know. <laughs> so what was your favorite thing from that presentation oh my gosh she talked about so much stuff I it's hard to it's hard to pick one thing I think I'm just gonna cheat and say I liked her presence and her confidence about the knowledge of the things that she's doing because in a way I feel like I absorbed some of her confidence for our talk. Yeah, I did too. She had it going on. Yeah. She's a chicken consultant for people that live in the city. And I think it would just, she's got to have a shitload of awesome stories. Oh, I'm sure. Or just some weird stories. <laughs> but she actually does her own necropsies, which are chicken autopsies. And she yes. showed some pictures of some things. And which I was found really interesting. Totally fascinating. Yes. Yeah. So I guess maybe seeing those pictures was my favorite part of her talk, which sounds like really gory, but I promise I'm not. Right. I don't have the balls yet to open up a chicken after it's died, especially if I was emotionally attached to it. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I feel like I'll I'll, I'll get there someday, but I'm not there yet. So I thought it was cool to see something and have her explain if you see this this is what it means yeah i totally agree mm-hmm. yeah and she's talking again tomorrow so i'm excited to about hear what chicken she talks psychology about. that's right which is one of my ah, favorite subjects yeah i do find them totally fascinating they are they're sneaky little buggers they really are and then we talked next we did yeah what was your favorite part oh gosh <laughs> uh, so my favorite part of doing the presentation was just that I really felt confident. Good. Like I felt like I knew what I was doing and I knew what I was talking about Mm -hmm. and I've got this and people care and people want to listen. And I just, I worked really hard to slow myself down Mm -hmm. and articulate fully not try to rush through anything because you know part of our part of our thing is we're farm comedy right which requires timing it's yes timing and you have to hit it just right to hit the funny bone even and especially I shouldn't say even especially in front of a live audience yeah and that was our first ever live performance yeah Face to face. Like the reason we like podcasts is because nobody's looking at us. Like we said, we're not even looking at each other most of the time. So uh, this was very different. And I have the luxury of having a theater background, but I freaking hate public speaking. Do you? I hate it so much. <laughs> so, so I have to turn it on like I'm performing. So I do take on a more enhanced version of my personality. 
when I'm in these situations. And, and that's why I get so tired. Yeah. Because I, I'm still myself, but it's a more amped up version of myself. Um, but I think what I really liked was when the jokes did land mm-hmm. and hearing them laugh because we did purposely set up a few things. <laughs> we and did. they all pretty much went off. Um, like we talk about growth and pushing. And then <laughs> I just had this random ass idea yesterday to show a chicken with an egg at like half out of its vent as like a pushing joke and it landed people laughed and I felt like it was in a good spot because we had talked about some not so haha things right before then because we were talking about equipment and statistics which is kind of dry but important to talk about yep and then we hit him with the chicken and it was great I mean we didn't hit them with the chicken but that photo (laughs) I think it just went well yeah I think so too and we did record the audio from our presentation and there is also video of it I don't know what of either of those we're going to get to use or if we can use it yeah but what we're gonna do is if we can't get that if we can't get that footage and that audio like if something went wrong with it or we just can't like for copyright reasons or whatever we're gonna just record our presentation yes. And we'll sync it up to our slides and we'll throw that up on the YouTube channel for you guys. So you guys can enjoy the information that we delivered. And then we'll probably also uh, release it as a mini. So just without the slides. Yeah. It's not going to be quite as funny without the slides. Maybe we'll like describe describe. the slides for the podcast because that might be kind of fun. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I already ruined one of the ha-has. But that's okay. I but still yeah. think that when it happens, it's it's good. It's a ha-ha. <laughs> it is. It's totally a ha-ha. And then after we were all done, we got to sit up there on the panel. And when we first sat on the panel of speakers, because uh, they do like a Q&A session at the very end, I felt really intimidated sending, sitting next to... Twain and Jennifer and Michelle yes (laughs) like I was like the the person who has like severe imposter syndrome looked to my left and looked to my right and was like we do not belong here (laughs) but we did (laughs) we did and I was just up there like "Ooh, I still have half a beer left and now I get to sit down and there are other people that are on the hot seat and it's not just me (laughs) that's right and uh we forgot to mention that we did drink a beer while we delivered our presentation Brad was very helpful in helping us find the alcohol stash yes that was not open to everybody and it was his recommendation that we do that he's so supportive you guys oh he is it's amazing we could just call him a bad influence but we'll call it supportive (laughs) we're extremely lucky yeah that that he's allowed us to take part in something like this I think this was a really huge thing for us he's so kind and his whole team so encouraging they all came up to us afterwards and gave us high fives and told us a good job we did a good job and part of me you know with my insecurities things they're just saying that (laughs) but after like I really reflected on it and more people told us too and then more people told us afterwards like how funny we were yeah or we actually um after the panel 
Bev did chime in with a few chicken keeping things. I did. I couldn't believe that I could like add to the conversation. Yes. And I actually got a really great opportunity to educate people on First Saturday Live. Yes. And Grubblies. And Grubblies. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a really good feeling because we were sent here because of our sponsors. Like, yes. Without First Saturday Lime, Grubblies, and Honey and Rue, yes. we could not have come and done this. Right. Or we could have. We'd just be broke AF. Super broke. Like yes. super broke. Yes. <laughs> so it was, I mean, we're, so we're extremely fortunate that we have sponsors that mm-hmm. give us the freedom to do something like this. And it felt really good to be able to just genuinely be helpful yes. to the Coop Camp attendees while sharing our sponsor's message. Right. It was, it was a good feeling. I loved it. Right. And then afterwards, I actually had this lady and I feel so bad. I don't think I got her name, but she came up to me and she said before today, I'd never heard of a podcast before. And she was telling me how her kids had just gotten her this iPhone and she didn't really know how to use it. So luckily I have an iPhone and I kind of know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I helped her download the podcast app. And then we search for our podcast and we're the first podcast she's ever going to listen to. And she subscribed to it. That's amazing. Oh, I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm just really tired. You're really but... red. Because <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. Oh. But it was just such a cool feeling. And she came up to me and she said, you just seem like you're so nice. And I knew you'd help me. And, oh. like, uh, and then this other lady called me a bitch. <laughs> she's like, actually, she's a bitch. And that, but I like that lady too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually tearing up right now. You are. All the feels. <laughs> all the feels. Well, it was, it was an emotional, it, it's been, it's been sort of an emotional roller coaster yeah. prepping for it. And then actually like getting here and then getting the work done and doing the talk. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it's been a, it's been a lot. And then we have but a we lot. We played hard too. Yeah, we, we played hard. We went to the winery. Mm. Um, we had mentioned that we picked a hotel that was within walking distance of a winery, but I thought it was going to be farther away than that. But it's like legitimately like stumbling distance. Yeah. And they had wine slushies. Oh, and they were so delicious. So, and we ran some, like, errands and stuff. So, we've done fun stuff, too. That's right. But it has been a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Such a journey. Such a journey. And then people came and bought merch from us, too, after we talked, which felt really surreal, too. It's like, these people want to drink out of our glasses like that's amazing it is it's a pretty it's a pretty incredible feeling yes yeah people (laughs) they like us they really like us (laughs) grubblies from grubbly farm is the official choice of snack for our flocks here are some fun facts about grubblies grubblies are safer for your flock because they're oven dried and made in america Grubblies have 50 times more calcium than other chicken snacks. <laughs> Mealworms. <laughs> and this means it'll help your ladies have tougher eggshells. And they're packed with protein, so that means healthier, shinier feathers. Now that's what I call a guilt-free snack. Head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to save 15% off your first one-time order or the first month of your subscription. 
Well, I think before we wrap this episode up, Hold we this part should. Of the episode. Well, I'm actually looking at the time it's on 54 it. It's 54 minutes. And I think that this is an episode. Oh. This is a full episode on its own, and we'll decide what to do with tomorrow's. Ooh, this audio. might be a two parter. Yeah, I think it might be a two parter. Or an episode and a mini sode. Yeah. You'll find out. Yeah. You will learn soon enough. I mean, we get to kind of wing it, we get to make decisions on the fly like that. And I looked at the time and I was like, we can't let this we go. We were too much chatty Cathy's. Well, we had a lot of really good information to share. Yeah. But before we finish it, I think that we should each share one thing from Coop Camp that we just can't even get over. Oh, shit. You're putting me on the spot. Well, I can tell you mine first. You go first. And then you can decide what yours is. Okay. I think I know what mine is, but you go first. So I can't even get over the fact that when we emceed Chicken Poop Bingo, the first thing I did when I grabbed the mic (laughs) was yell, hey there, Coop Camp. Like I'm like some... (laughs) Like you're a cheerleader. But you were. You were a cheerleader. I was just so incredibly nervous. I think I was shaking. And I was like, if I don't project, they're not going to hear me. You're going to be like, hey, Coop Camp. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. I'm here to host Chicken Poop Bingo. But no, (laughs) this bitch over here goes, hey, Coop Camp. And like, I, this should have been, I'm going to do a different one. But I couldn't. I was like, okay, here we go. So Bev actually like really set the tone and I came in <laughs> hot too. So I think it was really good that we used our nerves, but that was hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to cheat a little bit because I already mentioned it, but I think my can't even is meeting Haley. Yeah. I mean, I think that's legitimate like girl crush. Yeah. And like two over two years ago I reached out to Grubly Farms and I was being a little cocky because I had like 6,000 followers at the time or something and I was like I have more followers than them I'm gonna ask them for you know to see if they want to work with me and she responded and she was so kind and I you know got a little less cocky and a little more real with her and we've kind of grown this Instagram relationship over the past couple of years and I just knew I would love her. Yeah. And like when we met, it wasn't weird at all. It's kind of <laughs> like when you and I met. Yeah. It wasn't weird. It's because we've already been talking to these people. Yeah. Over the internet. So we already have a like a pre-built yes. relationship with them. We and, already know them. And they're authentic to who they are too. They're not putting up a facade on social media. They're very much themselves. So it's very nice to have that and to finally meet her. And I'm sure I'll be sad when I'll have to say goodbye tomorrow. But it'll just be see you later. Yeah. Because there's Coop Camp next year. There totally is. And who knows? Maybe we'll get to go do something like this Ugh. again somewhere yes. else. Or maybe, I don't know. I I, I dream big. work with Grubblies. <laughs> I dream so big. It's, it's not even funny. But I love it. This is part of what helps move us forward and helps You're keep the idea person. making this better, right? Big dreams are ideas. Yeah. So, uh... Obviously, we're at Coop Camp, so we don't have that coming up anymore. We've got the Naperville Ale Fest coming up in July. Yes. So go check that out. Pretty sure that's July 13th. The link will be in the show notes. 200 beers. Yeah. Food trucks. We'll be there. We will be there, and it'll probably be hot. Hot as balls. Hot as balls, but we'll have beer. Yeah. Lots of options. Naperville in July. They released their beer list 
um, recently, and you can find that on their website too. Sweet. But I think Tina from Henny and Rue said she's going to try to go. Oh, awesome. I'm Mm -hmm. excited about that. Yes. And uh, if you haven't yet, uh, go and give us a review on iTunes or wherever it is you listen. Your reviews help to boost our podcast views and help allow traffic to come to it organically and it selfishly makes us feel good it really does (laughs) when you're nice (laughs) and if you haven't subscribed yet go ahead and hit that subscribe button and when you hit the download button it helps us count our listenership just a little more accurately that just tugs at our heartstrings when you do that it really does it really really does. does and as mentioned before make sure you join our facebook group you can find that by searching We Drink and We Farm Things. And I believe Bev also links that to the show notes or something like that. I, well, I don't, I, yeah, okay. I do. Yeah, okay. I link that in the show there notes. So that'll be there. Because you're fabulous. And please tell us your farm stories. Yes. So you can email those to drinkandfarm at gmail.com. We want all of your farm stories. Your weird farm stories, your funny farm stories, the ones where your kids are confused about placentas hanging out the back of your goat's <laughs> vaginas farm stories. Yeah, we heard that one today. Send them all. We want yes. them, and we know you want to hear them, too. And if you weren't aware, we are on Instagram at Drink and Farm, and we use the hashtag Drink and Farm, and we want you to use it, too, when you're drinking and farming safely, please and thank you. And we feature those on our feed every Tuesday and Thursday, as well as in our stories occasionally. So make sure you're using that because this is your community and we want to share you with everyone. Yes, Yes. for sure. And most of all, thanks for listening. Yes. We mean that from our entire heart, chest, cavity region. Yeah. The whole thing. Yes. I love you. As big as my butt is. If you saw me at Coop Camp, you are probably like, man, it's a pretty nice one. So that's that's a big deal. It is a big deal. I actually I had mean, a poem I didn't mean that you butt. had a big butt, but. No, I actually had a poem written about my butt in high school. And you know what? I think it's timeless. So I'll, I'll, I might serenade or, you know, tell you guys that story someday. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, it's not really a farm story, but it's funny. <laughs> um, yes, we appreciate each and every one of you. And. I think on even though Coop Camp isn't like it's it's a big event. Yeah. Um, but gosh, I think of things like my favorite murder <laughs> and how big of a skill they're on and what they must feel like. And this is just like a tiny sliver. I don't think I'm ready for that level because I cried over somebody like Al being somebody to download a podcast app today. I need to pump the brakes a little. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm hoping that if nothing else, hearing this encourages you to want to try to attend Coop Camp. If it's at all within your means or driving distance or whatever, Mm -hmm. I truly think that you will be in the company of kindred spirits. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It feels very homey. (laughs) And if you are a new listener, Thanks for bearing with us on this episode. It probably felt a little rambly, a little all over the place. Um, so if if this felt a little weird to you, that's okay. This is kind of a weird one. Um, make sure you go check out some of the other episodes before you decide if you really like us or not. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But for our homies, thanks for hanging out with us. And drink. Farm. And, and give, give zero, zero clucks. clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. 
farm things. We drink and farm.